Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. A swing and a belt. Left field. Way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are World Series champions. Celebration starts. The New Jersey Devils for the third time in their history have won the Stanley Cup. The Devils three. The Ducks nothing. Devils Stanley Cup champions. Right through. A pick block by Steve Gleason. It is scooped and scored by Curtis DeLoach. Should be or that should record and play. Hi, welcome to Bar Park. <laughs> Ballpark Franks. Oh, that'd be a good name for a podcast. Everybody, stop. If we we're all named Frank, stop talking so I can redo this. Ballpark Franks. Okay. Hi, welcome to Ballpark Bros, the show about sports. That's right. That's Tom. I'm Mike, and joining us in my dining room is Mason. Woo! A man dining room? Did... Why are we in your dining room? Oh, well, because when we were uh, recording the show this morning, there was a little power issue in that a transformer exploded. It was uh, Starscream. Oh, no. I don't know what that means. It was useless anyway. That's because you were born in 1997. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we... What did we start off with this morning? Uh, yes, for take two, uh, we'll start where we started earlier, and we're going to talk about the Houston Astros. And their, uh, what did they, they did a thing. Their miraculous uh, World Series victory over the L.A. Dodgers. Lots of home runs in that series. Would you call them the Houston Blastros? I no, would not. We would not. Okay, just checking. Um, but yes, there were a lot of home runs. It was uh, record-setting, what was it, 15? 15 by the Astros. 15 by the Astros. Yeah. How many did the Dodgers have? It's uh, not important because they lost. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what their number was. I don't have that in my notes. Uh, what I do have is that uh, George Springer had five of those home runs for Houston. That tied a World Series record. Uh, Reggie Jackson and Chase Utley are the other two. There are that's, a bunch of records in that's this. That's good company. When yeah, did Chase you know, Utley do it? With the Phillies, 2009. So not this year. Yeah, no, not this year. <laughs> not this year. Um, if he had done it this year, they might have uh, come out on top. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, so game one, L.A. three, Houston one. Game two, Houston seven, L.A. six. That one 11. Uh, Kenley Jansen blew a save in that one. Uh, it was tied at three after the ninth inning. Each team scored two in the tenth, and Houston scored two in the eleventh to LA's one. Uh, Springer had a game-winning two-run home run. Uh, that was one of my favorite games of the series. I thought Verlander was going to shut them down. Yeah, but, uh, um, Verlander didn't have quite the series I expected. There wasn't really a bad game in the series, to be honest. Uh, they all had their moments of yeah, intrigue, including... Game 7, which was out of hand early, but uh, they still managed to make it interesting. Yeah, uh, my favorite was probably Game 5, the 13-12 to 12 Houston win uh, that went 10 innings. Seven home runs in that game. Yeah. Um, Bellinger, Puig, Gurriel, Iltuve, Springer, Correa, uh, or Correa, and McCann. 
So uh, that game lasted what was it over four hours? It was over five, five, five hours yeah. and like twenty minutes or something. I love baseball, and I didn't watch that full game. I had to watch it thanks to DirecTV and Fox. I had to watch that on my phone, propped up on my chest as I laid in bed. So, um, so you laid in bed for five hours? Nah, not all of it. I was, uh, at, I was at work for part of it. This year's... Um, you went, you, it was a three-day-long game. You just, you just tuned in when you could. Yep. Isn't this year's OSU-Michigan game on Fox? I have no idea. Probably. That's going to piss so, off a lot of people. But people go out for that game. People go to sports bars for that. So that's not going to be that big of an issue. And believe me. A good number of people bars throw are, parties for yeah, that game. Bars are finding ways around it. Um, so other other records in this uh, in this World Series. You Darvish. Ugh. Me Darvish? Became the, second, or the, the third pitcher with two starts of fewer than two innings in a World Series. He was the first to do it since Art Dittmer did it in 1960. You know what happened to that guy? No. No, no one does. So I, I take full responsibility for you, Darvish, uh, basically disintegrating. Because when we were making the World Series picks, I said, if everybody else chooses the Dodgers, I'll choose the Astros. And Mike said, don't do that. Just pick who you think's going to win. And I said, no, I think it could be the Astros because I think you, Darvish, is overrated. I hope you, Darvish, chokes. And then when I decided to switch back... To have my pick be the Dodgers, I, I never took back the I hope you Darvish chokes. And then he did. That was it. Twice. That was it. I apologize to you Darvish and the LA Dodgers. It was me. You kept them <laughs> from getting their first World Series win in nearly 30 years. Man, yeah. I just almost fucked up as hard as uh, Yuri Gurriel. I was going to quote Mulan until I realized <clears throat> that would have been just as insulting. Well, uh, yeah. I want to know. Dishonor on you, dishonor on your family, that's, dishonor on your cow. That's man. We're gonna movie, we're gonna cut that. But right? it's a movie about Chinese people, and I, but I caught myself unlike Yuri Gurriel. But then you went ahead and said it anyway. Well, but I was you know showing that you should have said I'm not going to say yeah. it because it's racist. Yeah. It well. well. So um, it's not, it's, well. Anyway. Yeah. No, it is. <laughs> Uh, Brendan Morrow became the second pitcher to pitch in all seven World Series games. Uh, the other is David Knowles in 1973. Uh, really, back in the 1900s, they didn't have one pitcher on each team. <laughs> that was when the 70s were when relievers were becoming really big, right? So like Raleigh Fingers. Yeah, that 70s. was uh, right around the beginning of that whole trend. Yeah, and yeah. the and the guys like Eckersley and uh, Raleigh Fingers was from Steubenville. You said that the last time we did a nighttime show. I bring it up every time. You do. That's the only... Actually, you know what? I don't think he was from Steubenville. I think his cousins were from Steubenville. That's the only stat you know. That's the only... Goose Gossage, fat. named after a goose. There's yeah. a stat. There's a stat for you. I don't think you know what the word stat means, which is, which is alarming <laughs> considering I know what your job is. <laughs> you should see my job performance reviews. Don't uh, think this man knows where he is. <laughs> they stopped paying me three years ago. He was best. Raleigh Fingers was born in Steubenville, Ohio. There we go. Okay. Um, yes. And now you know. But then he moved out to California when he was a kid. I All would, right. too. What's his What's his real name? Rolled. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? Ralph. Rolled Fingers. It's Roland. <laughs> you could have done it, but you screwed up. <laughs> Raleigh or Rolled uh, on official forms. Oh, man. Oh, in Game 7, Lance McCullers and Hugh Darvish became the first tandem to not get past the third. 
in a World Series in game. In any game? In a World Series game. Wow. That's uh, incredible. Astros are the third consecutive road team to win a, a Game 7. Uh, Astros are the fourth consecutive team to end a World Series with a road win. You know, these are strange stats because overall, when... And this is a crazy stat that I saw. Um, when a team's coming home for the last two games of the World Series and they're down 3-2... to two, they win the World Series about 50% of the time. And obviously that's on a sample size of like 27. But yeah. so, it was so it was crazy because home field advantage doesn't give you that much of an advantage, right? It gives you a little bit of an advantage, but it mostly comes down to what pitcher, like where you're at in the rotation. But obviously that didn't work in this one. But right. I was how, hoping. I, I want to know how McCullers didn't go three full innings yet still managed to hit Justin Turner twice. Right. <clears throat> that yeah, that was impressive. And the Dodgers only got one run out of that. Yeah. Uh they left literally everyone on base. I believe by the end of the game they were one for thirteen with runners in scoring position. Oof. That's how you lose a World yeah. Series. Um and the Ashes are the second team in major league history to win uh to win a game seven of the L C S and of the World Series in the same year. The other team is the nineteen eighty five Royals. I spelled Royals wrong on this sheet, but no one gets to see it. We'll post it on the Facebook page. Gone. Um, yeah, we'll get that up there for you so you can all laugh at him and yep. how he can't spell. Yep. Is there a place that people can send hate mail? Just our Facebook. Yeah, just anywhere, really. Yeah. You know, just just our Facebook. Find us on the internet. Fan, no fan mail. You know, you can go to the Facebook. Where's the hate mail go? Facebook. Okay. The Tumblr goes to our Tumblr. <laughs> yeah. We don't have a Tumblr. But, uh, yeah, it's the one thing we don't have. I could start one. I don't even know what that is, to be honest with you. It's the, you know, I, I recently saw a... It's it's where you go to find black and white gifts of Supernatural. It's GIFs, first off. No? Um, and second, I saw a picture of the bref- the characters from The Breakfast Club recently that had all the social networks that they would be. Yeah. And it was very accurate. Yeah. Tumblr was that the, the girl who, who was a crazy person. Ah, yeah. That's Tumblr. <laughs> And the, the nerdy guy was LinkedIn. The jock, who everything was perfect, was Facebook. It was pretty good. Yeah. Twitter was the the rogue. I will I will, I will take your word for all of this. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is totally unrelated. Absolutely. Yeah. The most unrelated thing that we have ever had on this show. I would That's say not even that. close to true. <laughs> <laughs> um... Oh man! Oh, no, so the uh, the one thing I'm I'm very happy that Justin Verlander finally got his World Series ring. I I, I am not. Yeah, that guy. And I made the joke. Uh, I made the joke on Facebook too. He he's got a World Series ring and he's married to Kate Upton now. He's engaged to Kate Upton. They got married over the weekend, I believe. Oh my god! Yeah. My my heart. Don't get me wrong. The man has earned everything he's gotten in life. And yeah. For playing in those... And he seems like a nice person too. He does. Like I. I would love to just not sit back and have a beer with the guy because uh, I don't drink beer. I, I would love to just sit down and talk to him about baseball for hours. He just seems like yeah. he he just knows so much about the game. Does he? he knows, have you ever heard him talk? Yeah, he knows a lot about the game. I've never he heard him talk. No, I wasn't making no. fun. I've never heard thought, him talk. I thought you knew something. I'm like, no, he, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> Knows what he's uh, talking about. Obviously, he knows what he's doing. Well, yeah, yeah, but I've never heard him like one of the finest pitchers in the game. He's the he's really kind of the last real power pitcher in baseball. What Chapman? 
Okay, starting pitcher. Okay, all right. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm talking, really, the guy that was no, 103 I, I'm, miles ta- I'm talking about the the old school guys that'll that'll throw 120 to 130 pitches no matter what's going on. Yeah, I mean, that surprised like, me. Like, what, what game was that where he threw 120 pitches? It was in it was, it was in the like LCS. game two or something, or was it? It was, yeah, one of the one of the LCS games. He threw like 120 24 pitches. Or something. I was and shouting his, at the TV. His control was just as good on pitch 120 as it was on pitch one. Yeah, I was shouting at the TV to get him out. It made no sense. It, he pitched a complete game, which is you know good for him. You don't do that when you're that close to like a World Series. Yeah, but like name me another pitcher that would have been left in like that. I can't think. No of pitchers generally else. want to be left in. Their managers. Oh, no, I know that they out. want to, but one who could have stayed in as long as he did and been as effective as he was. Like there, if there are any others, it's just a very small handful of guys. Like even Jake Arrieta gets gassed and starts losing control at the end of games. Even Strasburg I mean, loses control at the end of games. The only other one would be Kershaw, and even he loses a little bit of control. Kershaw? Kershaw. <laughs> yes, Tom has said his name like that forever. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I think that's actually listed in the, uh, you know that big book that classifies all the mental illnesses? Yeah. It says if, they, if he says Clayton Kershaw's name is Kershaw... That's a mental illness. I, uh, Wouldn't be my first one. Probably won't be my last. I, uh, I just started watching Community. Oh, that's what? That's one of the best shows of all time. I thought it, was, it started really, really slow. Yeah, I did not enjoy the first probably five or six episodes, but it has kind of grown on me. So I decided I'll keep watching it. And there's an episode where uh, Ryan Seacrest's character. It's not Ryan Seacrest. It's Joel McHale. Same guy. <clears throat> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Where Ryan Seacrest's character knocks a, ba- a bag of bagels on the ground. And the uh, discount Winona Ryder chick... Wow. Calls them... Wow. Calls Jillian, them... Jillian... What's her last name? Jacobs? I don't know. I have not watched that show. It is. It is Jillian Jacobs. She's from Pittsburgh. Uh, calls them bagels. She was like, oh, you knocked over the bagels. Yeah. I, I occasionally reference bagels as bagels just to see who gets the joke. Um, my girlfriend calls them somewhere in between bagels and bagels. Uh, it, it's alarming, I would say. It's just, it's certainly discomforting. Well, as we tried to get my wife to say the word box at the bar the other night. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, yeah, that's fun times. Uh, I was just talking about this the other day, how... Almost everyone I've ever met from Arizona has that weird vowel thing. Yeah. She says it bokes. That's... I'm done. I'm leaving. And like... I'm too spooked. Most of them pronounce milk, milk. I did that growing up. You did? Yeah. I did. I had a lot of weird pronunciations. I don't know, but I have a friend who does that who grew up here. Really? Actually, I still... I think I still say milk. No, there's more of an I in there. Uh, I I also say yins. I was a Yinzer. Oh, man. Oh, boy. From the Pittsburgh area? Yeah. yeah. That's... Buggy for a shopping cart? That's unfortunate that you had to speak like that. Um, I... We say welfare for job. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Good Lord. All right. So, in college football... <laughs> uh, language, language, is, language is funny. It is. Uh... 
we'll, we'll start things off with the games that kind of went the way everyone expected. Um, number one, Georgia defeated South Carolina 24-10. Georgia. Uh, Jake Fromm had two touchdown passes. Nick Chubb carried the ball 20 times for 102 yards. Don't mind me, I'm just peeling my beer. Uh, Speaking of peeling, sorry. Your banana thing again? The banana thing. What, do you, what about bananas? I think it's bullshit that you have... Am I allowed to curse? I said the F word earlier. Uh, that you have to pay for the peel on a banana when you're buying bananas. You want them to come pre-peeled for you? Yeah. No, I was talking to a cashier at Walmart, and I said, you know, I thought about peeling these bananas and putting them in the plastic bag so I wouldn't have to pay... That's like 30% of the weight, probably. Well, you know? I think uh, she after was, the show, we're going to have a science experiment. She was not... She did not think it was funny. Like, I thought she'd laugh at it and be like, yeah, that'd be... No. No, no humor. She'd probably been there for 16 hours at, you know, yeah. minimum wage. Yeah. I wouldn't think anything's funny at that point either. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I really wanted to peel him first. You, what you gotta do is, um, you gotta tell that joke to someone who gives a damn. Yeah. Also, two bananas cost 35 cents with the skin, so... Right. You're, you're kind of barking <laughs> without, the without, the, without the skin, tree. it's probably 20. Yeah. Twenty-two cents. Oh, for that matter, you should peel your apples and your uh, no. Nope, I too, I did go down that route. You know, bring it. You eat the bring it an apple core because the core is the majority of the weight. Yeah. You know, just core the apples first. Just put the slices in a bag. You they, <laughs> they do that so for you. They'd be so upset. Time, <laughs> you time. start weighing, or just like you know, you go and you just cut open a watermelon and you just take a slice. That'd be so funny. They do package them that way. You don't have to. I know, but you have to pay an upcharge for that, basically. Well, so this drink that's been here for what, a few months now? Uh, a couple yeah. of months? I don't think it would have been good in the first place. Oh, okay. It doesn't taste that great. Well, that's good news. Anyway, sports. Oh, yeah. College uh, football? Georgia? Yeah. Uh, as I said, they defeated South Carolina. Uh, they're 9-0. and Also 9-0 and Alabama, who defeated LSU 24-10. to I was really pulling for LSU in that one. Yeah, me too, but only because it would have benefited our team. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Hurts finished 11-24 of 24 for 185 yards, a passing touchdown. Also had a rushing touchdown. Uh, I really like it when LSU loses because one of my coworkers was on their national championship squad in 07. So every time they lose, I say, hey, hey, Decker, uh, did LSU play this weekend? And he, you know, invariably threatens me with physical violence, and it's funny. Good man. And then um, he finally does follow through with that one time. And <laughs> you're uh, in the hospital. And I, used to have, I used to have both legs. And that's, <laughs> I was saying, that's how Mason got dentures. <laughs> but... Man, Alabama is just this evil empire at this point. What is Nick Saban doing? He's the, He has to be the best coach. That has to be Drugs it. in the water. They've been too good for too long for him to not be some genius. Who He's, doesn't want to go to nice, warm Alabama? Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Hard football. I want, I want Bill Belichick and Nick Saban each to be able to draft a team, give them seven months to prepare for a winner-take-all showdown, Saban wins, he gets all of Belichick's rings. Belichick wins, he gets all of Saban's rings. That'd be amazing. Everything on the line. They they get to craft their own team of whatever players they want, and they get seven months to prepare for this game. I think that's long enough for a team to come together and learn a playbook like that. That would be amazing. I think Belichick would have the, the upper hand for sure. Because he's watching college players and he's watching pro players. Well, and he's Saban's not watching pro players. Saban's he's watching draft, pro players. He's drafted. 
Yeah. Right, no, so Belichick is drafting based off of what he's seeing in college, yeah. and then he's also looking for trades in the NFL, yeah. whereas like, it's I mean, not Saban's job to I mean, delve deep if you, into the NFL. If you take this, you, you, know, you wipe a clean slate, any pro player you can draft, either of these two coaches, any pro yeah. player, Belichick has experience putting together a draft. Right, he also right. has an analytics department. Also, all Saban would have, but here's the thing, all Saban would have to, would have to do to even be competitive in the game is just draft all Alabama players. <laughs> I'm not kidding. He could go through the NFL and cherry pick a team of his former players. And then Saban wouldn't and, know what to do. And stay competitive. Or no, Saban could go through and pick his former uh, Alabama players and, and stay it, competitive with a team Belichick picks. I don't think I don't think all former Alabama players could remain competitive with the the field for the NFL. I think if you There I mean, are too many other good oh, yeah. I agree, but I mean, if you look at the state of the NFL right now, you can pick an Alabama player off any. That's team true, but I think as a starter, if you make your entire roster that, it would necessarily well, be true that the, I would does, take the it field. Does severely sure. he, would limit. To, he would have to do all Alabama players and Aaron Rodgers or really he's Tom injured. Brady or well, I mean, in this scenario, everybody would be healthy and you know 100 okay. percent available. You know, in our make believe scenario that we're in that case, take Reggie Jackson. I think Bo Jackson. Yeah. That would probably not be great because his hip has probably deteriorated by now. I mean, in this fantasy scenario, yeah. it hasn't. Oh. Uh, so, uh, Notre Dame uh, gave up gave up more than 20 points for the first time this season. Uh, still defeated Wake Forest 48-37. Also, what's Wake Forest's mascot? Uh, Deacon. The, the Demon, the Demon Deacons. Deacons. What kind of mascot is that? Right. They're not even a religious school, are they? I couldn't. They are. Apparently They're just in... insane people. <laughs> the Demon Deacons. Jody is a fan of Notre Dame, and I said, "Who are they playing?" She said, "The Demon Deacons," and I said, "Who the hell are the Demon Deacons?" That's a hell of a name. Wake Forest. They used to be the Eagles or something, didn't they? Uh, I don't know. Michael is looking that up as we speak or don't speak. Uh, they're private. Yeah, they're right. one of the oldest yeah. colleges in the country. Independent nonprofit. Non-sectarian, co-educational research. They're non-sectarian, so they're not religious. Yeah. Demon Deacons? I think they did that just to antagonize Notre Dame. They probably just did that for this game, you know? They're going to go back to being like the Golden Eagles or something. They Yes, they did that uh, several years back. They changed their name because they were going <laughs> they to play. They said, one day we'll play Notre Dame. I mean, they do schedule these college games years, sometimes a yeah, decade three, three in or four, three or four years ahead of time most of the time. I right? mean, did they have any other... Uh, nicknames? No, that's it. So from the Demon Deacons from the eighteen thirty four is that when they were founded? That seems right. From the founding of the school, they said we're going to play Notre Dame sometime. What year was someday Wake Forest founded? Hold on, looking up that. Do they have another nickname thing? It does not look like they do. Uh, eighteen thirty four. Oh, didn't I guess as the Wake Forest Manual Labor Institute? Okay. Didn't I guess correctly when um, something else was founded last time I was on the show? I believe so. Yeah, you just... The city of Jacksonville, I think it was. <laughs> it was something weird like that. Something completely useless. Right. That's useful. I, you know, I'm going to go on Jeopardy one day and I'm going to crush it. Yeah, but you're going to forget to say what is. <laughs> yep. I'd still, I'd, I'd be an internet sensation. Like, please. literally every time. Yeah. I love trivia. Love trivia. Hey, speaking of trivia... Guess you got a baseball signed by Billy Bean. Uh, was it you, Mike? It what? Oh. It was not me. It oh. was... Any other guesses? Me? 
No. Did I? No. His name rhymes with Jason and it starts with an M. McGason. That's also incorrect. Let's move on. <laughs> so, uh, Brandon Wimbush passed for 280 yards and ran for two touchdowns. Uh, Chase Claypool had nine catches for 180 yards and a touchdown for Notre Dame. Uh, Heisman candidate Josh Adams only carried the ball five times for 22 yards and was placed in concussion protocol. He's down to uh, third in the in the uh, odds uh, now because of that. Odds for what? Darn. Heisman. For Heisman. Oh, okay. Uh, number four, Clemson held off NC State 38-31. to That was uh, disappointing. NC State has now lost two in a row uh, to Notre Dame and Clemson. They're not bad losses. No. doesn't no, hurt their uh, bowl game chance. They're the, going to get a decent bowl game. It's not going to be the playoffs. And the college football playoff people, are, this year, like I think this is the first year where they're actually just starting out of the gate saying, we do what we want. You know, before they mostly mirrored the AP and coaches, right. Right. and then at the end they would just do what they wanted. Well, that's, that's out the, the gate this year, they're just doing what they want. Well, yeah, I they like took it. Notre Dame from eight in the AP and put them in at number three. three yeah. yeah, and Oklahoma's and, ranked ahead of Ohio State because with AP and coaches pulls, it's always well, based on. Sh- but Oklahoma should have been right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they beat. It's always based on when you lose, right? In the other pools, which it shouldn't right. should never be. Yeah, right. I mean but. if. And I'm an Ohio State fan, and right. I was I saw that, and I was like, "This makes sense." Yeah. Like if 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 uh, Ohio State loses week one, and then they just carry the rest of the season, they're still you know right up there at number one, above some teams that are undefeated. But because they lost early, it doesn't hurt as much. Right. That's how it's always been. It yeah. shouldn't be, you know, and it shouldn't be like that. It's yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, I'm the kind of guy who thinks that. Uh, you should only be ranking the undefeated teams at the top. Really? Like, even if, say, like, Toledo would be undefeated at this point in the season, they should be ranked up, you know. Ahead of a one-loss Alabama team. Yeah, they didn't lose. You can only play the games you schedule. I mean... Yeah, I think they... If, if that's... The, yeah, they should schedule tougher opponents if they want to be up there. Wisconsin. <sighs> what are they, number six? They should be higher. Uh, Wisconsin they, was number nine. They haven't played anybody. In the AP going into last week. I think in CFP they're six. Um, Oklahoma defeated Oklahoma State 62-52. to um, The defense has just kind of took the day off. Baker Mayfield was 24 of 36 for 598 yards and five touchdowns. 598 yards. Mason Rudolph was 28 of 54 for 448 yards and five touchdowns. Oh, is that the guy who got the ball signed by Billy Bean? I think so. That's what I heard. That's yeah. what I saw on Twitter. Uh, Justice Hill, <laughs> Oklahoma State running back, thirty carries, two hundred twenty-eight yards, and two touchdowns. Um, and uh, Marquise Brown for Oklahoma, nine carries, two hundred sixty-five yards, and two or catches, nine catches, two hundred sixty-five yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, fun stat here: Mark Andrews, three catches for one hundred two yards. It's a thirty-four. Per catch. That's average. That's that's not bad. I mean, yeah. Um, Ohio State Ugh. took a folded, devastating um, loss. The college <laughs> has shut down all operations. <laughs> they, yeah, yeah, they asked for my diploma back. They said <laughs> we're shutting down. We're done. Yep. They send it back after a fifty-five to twenty-four drubbing uh, at the hands of Iowa. That same day, the. Uh, the hockey, the women's hockey team lost seven to nothing. Oh man! Also, the Iowa. It's not a good idea. Amazing. Not a good. What was it? The it probably, was one of the one was. of the college one of their hockey teams, yeah. women's or men's. I, I, I don't recall which. 
That's terrible. To Iowa? Seven, no, uh, uh, J- to Wisconsin, I believe. JT Barrett, who many Ohio State fans are uh, calling for uh, a Heisman candidacy. He was up, he, he was up uh, there. I, I see more of them he's, saying that it needs to be cut. 18 of 34, 208 yards. Uh, he did have three touchdowns. That's great. But he also threw four interceptions, including a pick six. All right, the pick six was the first play of the game. Yeah, it was. <clears throat> I, you know, when I look at the score, JT Bear did not do well, <laughs> right? But he still put tw- the OSU Buckeyes still put 24 points up on the board. That is more than enough points to win a Big Ten football game. Obviously not. They, they put, were yeah no on average. Iowa. Dis, Iowa disagrees with you. Iowa put up fifty five points, which means OSU's defense needs to step it up. There was one pick six. Well, there were three other interceptions. There were three other interceptions, but the defense should have stepped up. They clearly didn't do anything. You know? Well, they did. So say so th- say the defense was responsible for allowing forty something points, forty eight points. That's not acceptable. No, it's not. But <clears throat> it's also not acceptable to turn the ball over four times. No, no, it's not. But. Which is worse, turning the ball over because you're you're not you're doing, making the you're, defense try to make plays, but even you're if putting the ball, your defense on the field way more than they say need the to offense be. yeah say the offense sucked and they were all three and outs and that resulted in the same number of possessions for Iowa right instead of after two or three possessions there being a turnover for OSU they still allowed forty eight points they didn't allow the seven for the pick six right, right. but they still allowed forty eight points that's insane they no it's it is it is on the defense but I I think it's I think it's a little more on Barrett. Barrett uh, did not do the defense any favors. No, and, he did and not. Eighteen of thirty-four <clears throat> is not great, even with you know. Right, it's his job to take care of that football. Yeah, um, no matter what. This so th- this is pretty crippling for Ohio State. They are almost guaranteed to miss the playoff now. I mean, crazy things can happen. There can be you know at the end of the season, say everybody but Alabama and Georgia has two losses. Okay, Ohio State might have a chance, but what's what's I'm Nate Silver say? What's Nate Silver say about uh Ohio State? Uh, I couldn't tell you. It's, he he's he probably says that they're boned. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Typical Nate Silver disco yeah. fashioned. It doesn't give you a percentage, it just says they're boned. Yeah, yeah. Um if Ohio State wins out, Nate Silver gives them a so today he gives them a twelve percent chance of making the playoffs. If but they if, win out, if they win out, he gives them a thirty six percent chance. That's that's not... a really high percentage chance for a two loss team. Yeah, especially when he also. I mean, most of the one loss teams, half the one loss teams are likely to become two loss teams in the top ten. You know, I mean, you got Georgia and yeah. Alabama who probably will end up with one loss between the two of them. Notre Dame only has one loss. Clemson, Oklahoma. If Georgia wins out. TCU. That doesn't help. All with one loss. <laughs> Wisconsin's undefeated. Miami's undefeated. Washington has one loss. Yeah, but Miami's not a real team. That's a lot of teams to overcome. Well, we're, we're going to find out on Saturday. Who are they playing? Notre Dame. Oh. Yeah. The it's sisters like, of it's the, like a, it's like the little a, sisters of the poor. It's like a throwback to the... Uh, Late eighties, early nineties. Yep. Where Miami of Florida and Notre Dame were both good. Lou Holtz still spat everywhere. Uh, that guy needs new dentures. What's he doing? It's been years. Like get some new get some new dental work done. What's going on? It was I I think part of it's the stroke. Yeah. That he had. God. <laughs> really? Yes. yes. Alright. <laughs> so the other part of the shake up in the Big Ten, uh Number twenty-four, Michigan State beat number seven, Penn State, twenty-seven to twenty-four. 
Uh, Brian Lewerke was 33 of 56 for 400 yards and two touchdowns. He was putting in Lewerke. Oh, God, I hate you so much. Uh, Chase McSorley was 26 of 47 for 381 and three touchdowns, but also threw three picks. Uh, Saquon Barkley, 14 carries for 63 yards. Uh, not bad on the average at 4.5, but, you know, if uh, Penn State's going to win a game, he's going to need to have, uh, you know, more than 100 yards. Yeah, um... They didn't play a bad game. No, and this they just got outworked by an underrated Michigan State team. Yeah, um, who Ohio State is playing this week? Yes, that is going to go a long way to deciding uh, the Big Ten East, um, which is that was a huge shakeup in the Big Ten East. With uh, Michigan State is now on the top. Yeah, uh, Penn State. Their remaining schedule at home against Rutgers, at home against Nebraska, at Maryland. Wow. Really? <laughs> All right. Uh, so they'll finish the season with two losses. Yeah. Uh, Michigan State <clears throat> at Ohio State at home against Maryland at Rutgers. Man. Ohio <laughs> State's got a tough end. They do. Oh, it's it's uh, Michigan State, Illinois, Michigan. Michigan State, Illinois at Michigan. And Michigan uh, will end the year at Maryland, at Wisconsin, at home against OSU. So Michigan has the toughest schedule going forward. Yeah. They really... Michigan, or Wisconsin. They really have to take that game against Wisconsin if they want to be in any sort of a discussion right. at the end of the year. Uh, Wisconsin, who, who did stay undefeated, uh, beating Indiana 45-17. to uh, Jonathan Taylor, 29 carries, 183 yards, and a touchdown. Wow. Uh, number 8, TCU... Uh, defeated Texas twenty four to seven. Miami stayed unbeaten. Texas, how disappointing is their season? Right, right? Four they and keep five, coming three and so, three in the Big Twelve. They keep coming so close. Yeah, every single year we think, okay, Texas is gonna be good again. They're gonna bounce back. They're gonna be ranked for most of the season, and every year they manage to uh, underwhelm or disappoint. Yep. This year, though, the, it, all the games are close. Like, they've had so many close games against ranked opponents. Yeah, and I think... I think one of them went to, like, triple over. I think they played Miami, and it, the one that went to, to... I think um, they did. The, they lost to USC 27-24. to um, Iowa State 17-7. Uh, Kansas State 40-24. to Lost by 5, 29-24 to Oklahoma. Or, no, I'm sorry. They beat, they beat Kansas State. Sorry. Lost to Oklahoma State 13-10. to I think that was an overtime. Yeah, uh, yeah, I believe so. So yeah, they, they've, they've had lost so some many close losses. Teams. Yeah, uh, I wonder if their if their quarterback is young or not. But yeah, they they seem good. They're just unlucky this this season. Uh, they're starting a sophomore quarterback next year. They should be pretty good then. Yeah, uh, yeah. Unless uh, he goes to the Browns. <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, we've said that about them a few years in a row. Now. Um, Miami stayed unbeaten, twenty-eight to ten over Virginia Tech. Uh, Virginia Tech's now seven and two on the year. Uh, Washington improved to eight and one, beating Oregon thirty-eight to three. Uh, West Virginia, are... West Virginia. Hey, go back up. Oh, sorry. Uh, West Virginia defeated Iowa State twenty to sixteen. Ranked Iowa State yeah. number fifteen. The one Iowa, Iowa State. You know the Iowa State that everybody kept talking about as a potential elite program this year, and then they just lose to West Virginia. The Big Twelve is so nebulous. Every year, it's so nebulous. Yeah, there's well, there's just points being thrown everywhere, and are just kind of randomly placed. The Big Twelve are the schools that used to get the really good recruiting. They would always get really good recruits, and they'd always be great. But not so much anymore with the SEC taking 
all the best recruits from every state yeah. because except you know, Ohio State and Michigan. Right, but I mean that's you know those are sort of I guess legacy programs, you know. Um, but you know who who wants to go to Iowa State when you can go where it's spring break all the time? Yeah, yeah, and you don't have to study. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, so looking ahead in in college football, uh, right right now, uh, who who do you guys have in the top four? Oof. The the right the playoff ranking will come out tomorrow. The Nate Sabins. Um not Nate Sabins, what's his Nick Nick Sabins. The Nick Sabins. Well Georgia and Alabama don't change. They stay one and two. What are the what are the rankings? We'll pull up the rankings right now. Until the SEC title game. Does 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 the SEC have a title game? Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be those two. Yeah. Um it, it's gonna end up being those two. Um but yeah, it's gonna be Georgia and Alabama. And then Notre Dame can't, you know, you can't drop them out. Right. They, they don't have a title game to lose, I guess. Uh, and then it's going to be Oklahoma or whoever comes out of the Big Ten. Well, the, uh, yeah, so Georgia, Alabama, one and two for me. Notre Dame stays at three. Um, I know Wisconsin, Miami are undefeated, but I'm going to I'm gonna go with Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma is the is probably the fourth best team right now. Yeah, well, this, this I mean, is the end. Of, this is in the playoff. Yeah, the, really. Yeah, cut off. I think playoff. Wisconsin's underrated. I mean, look at how Ohio State and other teams have performed against Indiana. Indiana has one of the best groups of wide receivers well, in the country. Here's why. Here's why Wisconsin does not impress me. Their games have been against Utah State, FAU, BYU, Northwestern, Nebraska, Purdue, Maryland, Illinois, and Indiana. Right, they haven't played anybody. They haven't played anybody. But they've they're, crushed in all but the only thing that two impresses of those me, games. The only thing that impresses me is their Indiana win because I know how much trouble Indiana has caused other teams this year. Right. So um, they destroyed Indiana. And I think but that they can destroy either Ohio State or Michigan State, whoever comes there. Their right. only really unconvincing win, though, is 17-9 to against Purdue. That'll happen. Everything I mean, everything else. Look, I, Iowa just beat Ohio State 55-24. to what, 24. Yeah. I mean. I just, I think they, that, and it's, it's, it's not really their fault as far as the Big Ten portion of their schedule goes. But by the end of the year, because they didn't schedule anybody for their non-conference games, Utah State, FAU, BYU, because they didn't go out and find any big names for their non-conference games, they're going to suffer because as it's going right now, uh, you know, I don't know where Iowa, Iowa may not rank in the college football uh, playoff. Michigan may not. They could go the entire season without playing a single-ranked team until the Big Ten Championship. And I think when they do play the Big Ten Championship, they will... I think they'll win. I do, too. And at that point, I mean, you know, maybe I'll change it. Maybe I'll put them in the top four, depending on what everyone else has done. But right now, they haven't shown me anything that tells me they could beat Notre Dame or they could beat Oklahoma. I... I yeah I think they're probably on I think they're probably on par with those teams but that's fine like that puts them right up there right know? no and I'm not saying they're that far behind those teams I'm just saying for me I would put Notre Dame and Oklahoma ahead of them right now um, though I've seen but, literally zero snaps from Wisconsin this year I watched uh, um, really yeah I watched a few of their games uh, I did I did watch the Purdue game I watched well, I caught uh, the uh, part of the, the Nebraska North, game I watched the Northwestern game yeah and. They didn't look like they had it in them in the first half, um, but that second half they just came in and shut down Northwestern, and their defense did their thing, and that's probably what's going to have to happen for them to be in the talk. Is their defense is going to have to come up big in these next, you know, these last few games. If they 
beat Michigan convincingly, that puts them there. Yeah. That puts them there. And, I mean, Iowa could surprise and and, yeah. and beat another ranked opponent. Who 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 does Iowa? Do they have the amazing. option? Do they have the all? Uh, you know, is it available to them? I don't. Think, it's probably not, right? Do they play Michigan State? I don't think they do. Um, no. So the, the the rest of their season is probably Maryland, Rutgers, and Owens Community College. Iowa. Well, Iowa is in Iowa, the, is three and three in the conference, and they're in the San, They're in the West with Wisconsin, so there's no way they. Could. Well, so if but Wisconsin them loses ranked, out, oh, getting ranked. Yeah. Um, you know, I can. They could pop in. Well, you know, yeah, in the twenty five. In the 20s or in the high teens. Iowa got to 25. Michigan got to 21. Iowa's ranked. Iowa is 25. So wow. Wisconsin will look, have, at the very least, played one ranked team this year. If but you they're look, not though, CFP ranked. They're not going to be right. CFP ranked. If you look, though, if uh, Wisconsin loses out and Iowa wins out. All right, this is not a probable scenario. This is 1%. No, if Wisconsin loses out, which is unlikely. Very unlikely. Yeah. That will mean they've been beaten by Iowa State, or by Iowa. They're not going to lose out. Okay, but yeah, let's go on. Yeah. Which means Iowa wins that division of the Big Ten. It goes on to the championship It's mathematically possible. Yeah. It is improbable. Yes. On Nate Silver's website, if you selected that, it would pop up with an error warning, say, this happens in less than 0.25% of our simulations. Um, There's a good chance that uh, Wisconsin could lose to Iowa and Michigan. Which leaves Minnesota having to be a big Minnesota. upset. Minnesota. Did Minnesota even feel the team this year? They did. Uh, they so, legally did. And so far, it's met all the requirements. They've used that. They've used that team to go four and five overall yeah. and one and five in the Big Ten. Uh, the only Big Ten teams worse than them are Indiana and Illinois. Yeah, but they've managed to score ten points in all their games. Ooh. At least ten. Or at, ten least, total. at least. At least ten for them. <laughs> Oh boy! They scored one point a game, but in, <laughs> in one game they had a whole safety. <laughs> that would be crazy. Oh my God, uh, there, uh, has anybody else noticed an uptick in safeties this year? It does seem that way. There's, I've definitely seen more safeties on scoreboards, both professionally yeah. and in college this year, than I ever have before. Yeah, no, it, it definitely seems that way. Uh, I don't know if it is for sure. We'll have to look at the end of the season. I think it. It football goes through. Weird shifts where the offense becomes really prevalent or prevalent, however you want to say it. Kershaw. Um, and then it'll swing back, and the defense overall starts to become the power. And then it'll swing back, and it's got to do with, you know, shifts in the running and passing games and the size of the defensive players, you know. We got those GMOs now. Yeah, you know. It's, <laughs> if, if you've got a, you know, league-wide, a, a stronger running game, over the course of a few years, you're going to start to see uh, bigger defensive linemen to stop up the runs, which will lend itself to the passing game, and it'll shift back. And I think that's what we're seeing is a, a shift back towards the defense becoming more... More powerful? Yes. Is it like the force? No. Oh, The force, what do you mean? Were you not listening to the words that just came out of my mouth? Oh, I mean, once there were a bunch of Jedi, and then there weren't. That's when the dark side was prevalent. Wow, right, I'm, stop, I'm stopping this. <laughs> Sorry. All right, anyway. Upcoming in college football this week, uh, Washington at Stanford. That's on Friday night. Saturday, the Michigan State-Ohio State game. Uh, uh, I don't even know if I have the, the heart to watch that. I'm still so upset by Ohio State losing to Iowa by that margin. 
You know, two weeks ago I kept saying, and I would just text people randomly. I'd say, I can't believe Ohio State won that game. They had a 2.7% chance of winning against Penn State with seven minutes left. And I kept texting people saying, I can't believe they won. I can't believe they won. And now it's, I can't believe they lost. Yeah. So bad. Uh, Georgia faces what will probably be their biggest test of the year uh, at Auburn on Saturday at 3.30. Um, their biggest test of the remaining year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Iowa at Wisconsin, as we, as we discussed earlier. What happens if Iowa beats Wisconsin? Uh, the entire system breaks down. <laughs> You you can't use U.S. There's, dollars there's anymore. Not a, there's you not a, I can guarantee you <laughs> there won't be a Big Ten team in the playoff if Iowa beats Wisconsin. I will well, it depends. I will guarantee it. What about Johns Hopkins? They're an affiliated member in lacrosse. <laughs> they, maybe they could make it. And the, so the the Johns Hopkins lacrosse team will be in the Big Ten college football championship. Yeah, they're going to say, "Look, all these teams clearly suck. Who you know who wants to give it yeah. a go?" Um, Alabama travels to Mississippi State. That could be a good one. Um, it probably won't be. Probably not. Well, is Mississippi State ranked? They're sixteen. Yeah, mm, that could be good. Um, and uh, so the two the two games that I'm really looking forward to, of course, on at the same time. One of them's on Fox, so I won't be able to watch it. We've got TCU at Oklahoma at eight o'clock on Fox, and Notre Dame at Miami at eight p.m. on ABC. I think those are probably the two. The, the two games to uh, to see this weekend. Yeah. I have That'll... Fox. Oh, Party at Mason's. You heard it. Everybody come on over. All 482 of you. I... We'll put the address up on the Facebook. Yeah. And... I'd be fine with that. We just... I have a barbecue, you know? Everybody will have to go on to Mason's patio to barbecue. Do you have a patio? I do not have a patio. Do you have a balcony? I live next to a lake, though. Oh. It's like... We're going to go skinny dipping in the lake at Mason's. In 40 degree weather. Yep. I'll have beer to make you feel warm. All right. Well, when 480-something people show up at your apartment, do not be surprised. They have to buzz the thing to for me to let them in, though, so I'll just stop letting them in after a while. All right. Everybody meet there at, let's say, 630. <laughs> so it's one we'll buzzer buzz. buzz. in together. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, we're man, we're winding down in college football. I can't believe how close we are to the end of the season. Yeah, it's... Uh really wild and then we'll have to wait an entire month before we get the championship game uh longer than that i mean really really we've only got three weeks left then the championship games then the the champion the cfp championship is what early january january 6 or something something like that something stupid that's a crazy amount of time Yeah. yeah every year that's why i say they could fit a bigger playoff in there like i don't they know they should they should fit a bit like i don't know 11 conference winners and five at large teams i think that would work they are out. they're not paid though they need to start paying the students then they can do that they do yeah well that's a that's another much larger for another... discussion for a time when it's not tomorrow already right. um i have to work at you know 8:30 in the morning oh that blows i feel fine it's uh, probably all this Milwaukee's best ice yeah uh, Makes you feel good, I guess. It makes uh, you feel uh, trashy and good at the same time. That's their slogan. <laughs> it is right there on the bottle. Um, so in the in the NFL, man, what a crap fest this week. Pass. Like what an absolute crap. Hey, I'm a fest. Steelers fan. I'm fine. I'm fine with this. <laughs> they didn't play. Um, the, uh, the Steelers. They had a bye. They had a bye week. 
Um, the, uh, I've been working too much. Yeah, you have. My weeks are blending together. The, the Cleveland Browns also had a bye. Yes. Yeah, so they, the, they lost against themselves. Yes. Bye week 84, Cleveland Browns 2. <laughs> How'd they get a safety? Well, it was kind of weird. The bye week was backed up on its own 2. It was 4th and long. In the... So they just snapped the ball over the punter's head. To, you know, as as you do when you're up by 70. Right. Yeah. Um, the uh, the Jets beat the Bills on Thursday night, thirty four to twenty one. Uh, Matt Forte, uh, I haven't heard from him. It's in a actually while. Fort. Um, it is. You not... know what? When people say something's their Forte, it's incorrect. Forte is only the applicable pronunciation in music. Or when it's a man's name of that, and when, he pronounces it that way himself. When you are saying something's your Forte, you actually mean Fort. Yes, but when that man's saying his name, he actually <clears> means Forte. Yeah, I work with a guy who corrects people on this. If you ever hear somebody say, oh, that's my forte, he'll say, actually, it's Fort. So, and he's also a big football fan, so I always refer to Matt Forte as Matt Fort. That came up on an episode of Blue Bloods once. Really? Yes. There was a bet between two characters. Uh, one, of them, uh, one of the main characters, uh, played by the uh, Donnie Wahlberg, uh, he, he, he wound up being right, but they're arguing about it as I walk in. He goes and grabs the dictionary, pulls out, and he goes, right there, fort. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big uh, grammar nerd and pronunciation nerd. Um, I was a spelling bee champion as a child, but, you know, we can get to that later. words in front of it. He wants to uh, get beat up, I think. Me? I actually was never beaten up. I was a very popular kid. As you can imagine, I mean, you know, knowing how to spell cool. and everything. No, but I'm I'm yeah. also I wasn't your typical nerd. I played sports too. I led in three sports. It's a pretty cool guy. Anybody got Bruce Springsteen's glory days on standby here? <laughs> no, I I think now are my glory days. I think it just keeps like getting when, better. Like when Al Bundy ran for four touchdowns in one game. Yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, Tennessee Titans improved to five and three, beating the Ravens twenty three to twenty. <laughs> Improved. Oh, well, they did. Their record got better. Well, the uh, team as a whole didn't improve. Yeah. though. they're still kind of crummy. We're just really kind of powering through these. They were they were really bad games. Just, the, uh, what, what Jacksonville do? The, I'll get there. The Saints beat the Buccaneers thirty to ten. Uh, Drew Brees, two hundred sixty-three yards and two touchdowns. Elvin Kamara, two touchdowns on the ground, one through the air. The Rams, fifty-one. The Giants, seventeen. So the the real issue here is that this week all of the good teams. Played a really crappy team. Yeah, for the most part. Uh, and then all of the mediocre teams played each other, so we got nothing yeah. of value. Uh, Jared Goff, four touchdowns. Uh, the Giants are now 1-7. and seven. Their coach talked about possibly going to Davis Webb and uh, basically ending the Eli Manning era in New York. Really? Um, you can't put this all on Eli Manning. No, he doesn't have any receivers. He doesn't have an offensive line. They don't have... They don't have a coach. Where would he go? If, if theoretically, if they released him, where would he go? Well, odds Steelers? are, odds are, it won't, it won't happen until the off season. So, that being the case, 49ers are out because they just traded for Jimmy Garoppolo. There's no guarantee that they're gonna sign but, him long term. Right. Well, but let's just, I mean, let's just assume that they do. Here's the thing: even if they don't sign him long term, they're probably gonna tag him. You don't right. make that trade for this year. You're already 0 and 8. You don't, you don't, you don't make that trade and then. Basically, commit to paying the man fifty million dollars over the next two years. The Steelers need a need a quarterback. That's what he. That's what he'd be getting paid if he signed a long term deal. Because you're not going to sign a long term deal for less than what you'd be tagged. 
Unless you can make the quarterback think that that you have no intention of tagging. Somebody's well. Somebody's going to give him that money. Steelers need a quarterback. Roethlisberger's quitting. You know. I hope he quits. Yeah, Every I don't know about that. Um, no, he he said it so yeah, many times. He's thirty nine years old too. Is he that old? I think he's thirty nine. No, he's a year think... younger than Tom Brady, and Tom Brady's forty. I'm pretty sure he's a little bit. He's thirty eight, I think. Oh, uh, put an extra letter in there. Thirty five. Wow. Okay. Wow. Same wow. tonight. We were way off. Wow. And he's I, fine. I he's believe. Uh, yeah, Eli's a year older. He's thirty six. Why is the text on your computer so big? He's blind. How old are you? That text isn't that big. No, it's just on Wikipedia. Yeah, I don't know why Wikipedia is so big. That's weird. My Facebook isn't big. No, that's, I don't know. that's strange. Anyway, anywho, uh, uh, yeah, but but there's been there have been rumors that the Steelers could even take Deshaun Kaiser this off season. Yeah, because they're trying to prepare for when Roethlisberger leaves. Well, Pass. Landry is not the uh, <laughs> not the answer. So. But for Eli, uh, Blake Bortles has been serviceable this year in Jacksonville, so it's unlikely they'd move on for an older quarterback. Right. Uh, Short-term solution in Indianapolis is a possibility if Andrew Luck is more injured than is being let on, which may be the case since he's now on injured reserve. He's done. It's it's they broke him. Um, he could be a, Andrew Luck. Yes. Yeah, he could be a stopgap in Cleveland. Um, they have Deshaun Kaiser. What do they need? Yeah. Um, Anybody else? You know, I really like Deshaun Kaiser, not because he's really good and he's from Toledo and all that, but the Cleveland Browns analytics department is run by Billy Bean's understudy, basically. He so, went from the L.A. Dodgers to the Cleveland Browns, and if he chose Kaiser, I feel like there's something there that we don't know. Right. I think Kaiser... So Kaiser's like, really good at baseball, is no. what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think Kaiser has a lot of talent. I just think that the team sucks. Though. The team around him is yeah. god awful, and we'll see what happens when Josh Gordon gets back on the field. Yeah, maybe without drugs and alcohol. Um, well, he was really good with <laughs> the drugs and alcohol. So imagine without the drugs <laughs> right? and alcohol, how good he can be. So two possibilities for um, well, three I guess for Eli. Uh, Arizona Carson Palmer's probably done. Yeah, and they don't have anything. And behind they, don't have him. A, they don't have a quarterback of the future. So do you go with Eli as a stopgap? You know, with a rookie quarterback on the roster. Washington may lose Kirk Cousins. Or they may just tag him again. Where would he go? I don't believe they can. Uh, he'll be a free agent at the end of the year. Really? So, who knows where he'll go. Or the Denver Broncos. It's obviously not working with Simeon, Lynch, and Osweiler. Do you think John Elway has enough brain power left to sign a quarterback? Yeah, I think I actually think it makes the most sense, to be honest. So, what you're saying is John Elway's not going to do it? Yeah, maybe. I always made a lot of good moves. None I mean, of them have been at who, the quarterback position. He made a great move at the quarterback position by getting rid of Tebow and signing Manning. But here's the thing. Since Manning retired, what quarterback should he have gone out and, and picked up? Literally anyone that wasn't wasting a first-round pick on. I would say Zach Kolaris, who is currently the quarterback of the CFL Hamilton Tiger Cats. Yeah. Highest, paid, highest paid quarterback in the CFL. Very good. He just got overlooked by the NFL because he's so short. He's yeah, only six it foot. Usually doesn't translate for some reason. Very no, but he was he Canadian was really yards good in college. Are, are smaller than he was really American good in high yards. school, really good in college. Right. 
Well, it's just I mean, too short. Usually the case. It's just it's very rare. Warren Moon is you know one of the few examples of, of a player coming from CFL to NFL and actually making it. No, a lot of players have gone through like you know down periods and played for the UFL or CFL or. Yeah, you know. but none really. It's just the only reason he got overlooked is because he's only six foot. Yeah, but he's pretty good. Well, uh, it's probably... he's also from Steubenville. That's you know. Of course he is. Oh. That's why I know about him. It's the only people Mason knows. Dean Martin, great guy. Oh. <laughs> great guy, Dean Martin. Uh, moving on. The uh, <laughs> the Eagles beat the Broncos fifty one to twenty three. I read one one of the write ups of of this game. I read. Uh, Said that the Eagles beat a very good defense in Denver. I'm not buying that they're a very good defense after the way they've played throughout this season. I I won't say they're very good. I think they're better than what some of these scores reflect. I think it's another issue of when your offense is only on the field for two or three plays every series, you're going to wind up giving up a crap ton of points. I just... Because you look, at the beginning of the year, they were fine. They weren't... You know, they they weren't tearing it up like they were like they were the last couple of years. So they are a fine defense. Yeah, I I, I said at the beginning I don't think I mean, they're very you know I don't think the article was accurate, but I do believe they're better than fifty one points. Um, JJ uh, touchdown first touchdown of the year after the trade from Miami to Philly. Uh, yeah. Um, did Miami score a touchdown last night on the ground? Their, one of their running backs scored a touchdown, but I believe it was a reception. Okay, so the stat they showed during the game that they have not scored a rushing touchdown yet this season. Really? And the last team that did that was, I think they said the 2013 Rams? Yikes. That's insane. Um, so yeah, a little, <laughs> little bit to prove my point about Denver, Denver's defense. In, in this game in particular, uh, Carson Wentz didn't even have 200 passing yards. What? Yeah. They scored fifty-one points, and they yeah, not they even didn't two, have two hundred passing yards, and he had three touchdowns, four touchdowns, four touchdowns. I thought that's was, efficiency. Yeah, so and it's not like they had a, I mean, short fields. That's yeah. what they had. So wow, you know. But you look at these stats. Uh, the Broncos are twenty-second in points against this year. They right. are, they are middle of the road defense at best, and. I know, you know, score effects and all that, you know, the team that's not scoring points is going to be on defense a hell of a lot more. I mean, they got to do something. Yeah, I I don't know. It's a pretty big fall for a team that was uh, had a lot of high hopes this year. And it's not getting better next week. No, it's no, definitely not. Playing the Patriots next week. Um, That'll be all right. The uh, Panthers improved to 6-3, and three, beating the Falcons by a score of 20-17. to 17. Um the Falcons led this game ten to nothing. How many games this season have the Falcons led Julio, ten to nothing? Yeah, Julio Jones had a huge drop in the end zone in the fourth quarter. Um, it, uh, it it would have changed the tide of the game for sure. Um, well, but, considering that uh, Carolina didn't score in the fourth quarter, it yeah. would have won them the game. Um, Matt Ryan twenty four thirty eight for three thirteen and two touchdowns. Cam Newton had nine carries for eighty six yards and a score. So I I gotta say. Uh, Benching Matt Ryan to put in Carson Wentz on my fantasy team was the best decision I ever made. Yeah. Ever? Yeah. I've made a lot of bad decisions in my life. You've probably made a lot of good ones, too. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hmm. Yeah. Um, he, uh, man, 
We haven't really talked about the fights that happened throughout the uh, day yesterday, but yeah. a, a big one uh, in the Jaguars' twenty-three to seven win over the Bengals. Uh, Jalen Ramsey cheap shotted AJ Green uh, towards the end of a play. So AJ Green turned around, grabbed him by the head, and threw him down. Then grabbed him by the head again and flipped him over. Was that a cheap shot? I, the, the the replay I saw was just. The one guy was just pushed little, the other guy and just kind of walked well, away Ramsey, instantly. It was an extra and shove. It was, just, it was a cheap shot because Green was Green was facing the other way. If he, yeah, if but he it's not, it's, it doesn't count as a cheap shot if it's not consequential. If it was a man's just a shove. Not, if a man's not looking, it's a cheap shot. It was still just a shove. It, it, it was a cheap shot. He was not looking. He didn't get punched or anything. And then the, you know, the other guy just stared at him and then attacked him and just yeah. beat the crap out of well, him. Well, uh, Ramsey didn't take it too well. Yeah, after the game. After Green got ejected, and they ejected Ramsey too for what I can only assume is a reason. For instigating. It, it pushed him in the back when he wasn't looking. Ramsey deserved to be ejected too. No, what deserved to happen was a 15-yard a penalty. Yeah, I agree with that. For uh, unsportsmanlike conduct. That did not, yeah, that, that that shouldn't have been an, an objection. What happened was A.J. Green lost his cool because he's playing on a very bad team, yeah. and he's doing all he can to help, and there's nothing he can do more, and he's getting frustrated. Oh, but after and Green... And it's boiling over. Well, and after Green took him down, it's not like Ramsey didn't fight back. He was shoving back. Of course you want to. It's yeah, not his so... fault, though. It's not that. That's not his fault. He earned an ejection, too, but... I don't think so. If, if somebody just punches you... In the face, and you fight back, you don't deserve to get ejected. It's the other guy. But in every instance, and by the letter of the law, being in a fight in an NFL game gets you ejected. Yeah, it's stupid. I don't think he deserved the ejection. Um, Green definitely did. Yeah. That was an outright attack. He deserved the ejection, but after both players were ejected, Ramsey was trying to get into the Bengals' locker room to uh, beat the crap out of Green. Yeah. So, except, expect suspensions coming for both of them. Neither. Neither? Neither. Um, Ramsey has a habit of uh, running his mouth. Well. So, it's, it's not all that... That seems su- to be a theme among cornerbacks in this league. <laughs> yeah. So, it's not all that surprising that he tried to find him afterwards. The fact that he had to be restrained two separate times. Yeah. That was the, that was the surprising part for me. Um, I really need to... I don't know if there's any way that you can get this kind of thing under control. You, you know, you, you always say keep it between the whistles, um, but it's a sport that really, you know, gets those emotions flowing. You know, you're going and and hitting each other so hard during the course of play that it's gonna spill over. I don't think there's anything you can really do to stop it. Yeah, I mean, well, like you said the Bengals being a bad football team. You know, for for green side of things. I mean, it, there it's not an excuse by any means, but it's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. That unfortunately that wasn't the only fight of the week. Um, there was another one in the uh, New Orleans Tampa game too, um, where Jameis Winston was on the sideline and he uh, he had kind of come onto the field a little bit. And he was pointing at something. And accidentally made contact with, I'm not sure who the Saints player was. The Saints player turned around and pushed Winston. And Mike Evans came over and just blew the guy up. Was this after Winston had been taken out of the game? Yeah. Yeah. It was at, yeah after. I think it was after. Um, but, uh, yeah. 
after after the player shoved the quarterback, uh, Mike Evans took exception. Doesn't matter if he's the quarterback who's in the game or not. You don't shove a man's quarterback. Right? Uh, yeah, uh, man. Another who cares game. The Colts beat the Texans twenty to fourteen. Tom Savage threw his first regular season touchdown pass. Um, that was all that they got from that offense. Yeah, pretty much. Um, the Cardinals defeated the 49ers 20-10. to uh, Adrian Peterson, a career-high 37 wow. carries for 159 yards. That's not a career-high. That's the not. Yards. That's <laughs> not. But the carries. The, the carries, 30, yeah. I bet before the game he probably demanded to be given. 37, that's name. almost his age. He was so upset when he did not get a lot of carries against the... Uh, I think the Saints? No, when he was with the Saints earlier this year against the Vikings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it seems like uh, getting him out of there was a good decision. Yeah. Like, he's aging. It's like... But he's doing just fine in Arizona. There was no space for him on the Saints roster. I mean, they, they already had Ingram as, you know, starting caliber back. They didn't need to bring him in. I don't, I don't know why they did it. Um, but they traded him away. What, what did they get? The sixth round pick? Uh, I have no idea. It wasn't much. Yeah, they didn't get a lot, but they got you know something at least. And you know, obviously, they get that uh, that money off the cap. Yeah, uh, he's had kind of a resurgence resurgence in Arizona. Uh, it probably won't do much for them because they play in the same division as the Seattle Seahawks and Los Angeles Rams. Uh, yeah, the. Uh, the Seahawks lost to the Redskins yesterday, seventeen to fourteen. Rob Kelly had a one-yard touchdown run with uh, fifty-nine seconds left. This game uh, was really won by Blair Walsh, yeah. missing three field goals. Yes. <laughs> uh, fun fact: it was two to nothing after one quarter. Is that a fun fact? Yeah, it, it is. It is. Uh, yeah. I, I, I swear. I swear. <laughs> Safety is going up this year. No, I I believe it, and I I, I think that it is. But we'll have to wait till the well, end of the year. Yeah, we'll to take a it look out. at the. Uh... We should look at it now, not like on the air, because I don't know where to check. Is there a football reference website? Yes, there is. Um, they have all of the references. Uh, what about uh, HarryPotterReference.com? Sure, why not? How many times has Hermione Granger? Come on, something. Yep. The uh, Cowboys defeated the Chiefs twenty-eight to seventeen. That didn't go. Did not. You blew it. Terrence Williams had nine catches for 141 yards. Uh, Alex Smith threw his first interception of the year. Wait, what? Yep. Wow. Pretty sure. Almost positive that's a stat that I know. <laughs> yes, I'm correct. Threw his first interception of the year. And he still had a QB rating of 102.9. Yep. Wow. He quietly has kind of that's become an, an elite a, quarterback. That's an insane season, yeah. Yeah. On uh, Sunday Night Football, the Raiders defeated the Dolphins 27-24. to Jay Cutler, 34-42 for 311 yards and three touchdowns. I uh, I watched this game up at the bar to an increasing level of uh, not caring. The more beer I put in me, the less I care about the Dolphins. Sounds about right. And starting at zero and going down from there. Um... Uh, and, hey, we get to recap a Monday night game. Isn't that great for me? <laughs> the Lions defeated the Packers 30-17. to They uh, did. You're wearing a Packers jersey. I am. Matt Stafford, 26-33 to for 361 and two scores. Uh, Green Bay really kind of gave up on the running game here. Uh, and they didn't really do a lot in the passing game. Uh, 6.4 yards per attempt. That's yep. pretty paltry. Yep. And, uh, yeah, 
Their leading rusher was Ty Montgomery with 33 yards on five carries. Um, leading receiver was Randall Cobb with 58 yards. Uh, it's, you know, the injury to Aaron Rodgers is going to shut everything down. Yeah, I mean, um, go ahead. If, they, if they're going to make it anywhere, you know, if they're even going to try for a wild card, Hundley's going to have to put the ball downfield. Well, it... He's got those receivers. No, and you're no, you are correct. But the thing is, it's not as much Hundley as it is Mike McCarthy and Edgar Bennett. They're not calling the plays for him to throw it downfield. They're they're not giving him the same playbook that they would give Aaron Rodgers. And they need to. They need to just open it up and let yeah, him have he, the reins. If you're gonna not, if you're gonna lose throwing two yard passes, why don't you lose trying to throw sixty yard passes? Yeah, when if they're gonna abandon the running game and throw passes over the middle, you know, five yards downfield and, you know, go three and out every, you know, every series, they're going to score 17 points and yeah, that's not good enough. For uh, for Detroit, uh, Golden State, seven catches, 113 yards. Marvin Jones Jr., seven catches, 107 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, go, you know, going forward, Detroit's got two games to make up to catch Minnesota. I don't think they catch Minnesota. They 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 may have it uh in the tank, but I don't think so. Uh, uh fun stat, I, I heard this uh in the game yesterday. Uh Kevin Byard of the Tennessee Titans. Seven takeaways already this year. Six interceptions and a fumble recovery. Wow. Seven takeaways. That's uh, very impressive. Yeah, a uh, big part of why that team is five and three. Um, uh, the uh, sorry, I lost my page. Um, looking through the standings um, in the AFC, Patriots uh, six and two, Bills a game back at five and three. The Dolphins a uh, game back from there at four and four, and the Jets are four and five. Uh, you don't want to say anybody's out of it when they're that tight, no, but I mean, with New England being six and two, you can kind of count the Jets and Dolphins out at this point. Yeah, the, I they'll contend for the wild card. Um, we'll see Buffalo; they'll stay in it if they can beat the Patriots in one of the games. They've got a shot at winning the division. Yeah, um, and who would have thought to say that at the beginning of the year? Right. Um, in the North, the Steelers lead uh, by uh, two and a half games. Uh, they're six and two. Baltimore four and five. Uh, Cincinnati and Cleveland are definitely out of it at three and five and zero oh and eight respectively. And the AFC South, the Texans and Colts are fading fast uh, without quarterbacks. Yeah, and that's that'll be the uh, weekly report on them. Yeah, uh, Tennessee and Jacksonville both five and three. Uh, that'll be an interesting, uh, interesting uh, battle down the stretch. In the West, Kansas City leads at six and three. The Raiders are four and five. Um, I think it's still Kansas City's division. Yeah, I don't see the Raiders really making up that ground. I mean, they could. It's not unheard of, but uh, it would have to be at the expense of the Chiefs. Do yeah. they? When's their next game? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. I don't have that in front of me. They'd have to win that and, and hope that Kansas City's got another loss in them somewhere. Yeah. Uh, the NFC Philly leads the way at eight and one. Uh, best record in the NFL right now. The Cowboys have turned things around after their sluggish start. They're five and three. Washington a game back of them at four and four, and the Giants are toast at one and seven. Uh, Minnesota leads the North at six and two. Detroit and Green Bay two games back, and Chicago a game back of them. 
Uh, in the South, the Saints are six and two. Carolina's half a game back at six and three. Atlanta and uh, Tampa are both fading lately. Um, yeah, Tampa's on a five-game losing streak yes. to sort of mirror New Orleans' six-game winning streak. Yeah, uh, and in the West, you got the Rams at six and two, the Seahawks at five and three, and the Cardinals at four and four, and the San Francisco 49ers, My pick now as the team most likely to go winless at zero nine. Yeah. Oh, They're gonna rip off four straight wins then. Probably. You you really called the Jets there. Yeah. Um, so looking at uh, looking at the upcoming NFL schedule uh, for next week. Uh, Thursday night football. We have Seattle at Arizona. Ooh wee. Um, pretty big game at one o'clock uh, on Sunday. New Orleans at Buffalo. That should be pretty intri- intriguing. Uh, folks around here will be very interested in Cleveland at Detroit. Uh, <laughs> very look, I'm not saying who do you think is going to win that. Oh, we have to wait for my picks on Sunday. <laughs> the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers did announce today they're going to shut down uh, Jameis Winston for a few games, which means uh, New York at Tampa Bay this Sunday will be Josh McCown, former Bucks starting quarterback, leading the Jets against Ryan Fitzpatrick. Harvard, Harvard former, graduate. Former Jets starting quarterback. Um, I wish we had like something in between saying starting quarterback and franchise quarterback. Because, you know, you can start... A lot of quarterbacks have started a game in the history of the NFL. Right. But saying starting quarterback, I think, denotes something a little more than a McCown. Oh, oh man. How many teams has McCown started for? Which one? There are multiple McCown. Uh, Minnesota will play at Washington. That uh, should be a very good game. Um, Cowboys travel to Atlanta at 425 on Fox. Uh, New England at Denver on Sunday Night Football. And Monday is Miami at Carolina. But the game of the week, I think it's safe to say, America's game of the week is going to be the 1-7 Giants at the 0-9 49ers. <laughs> Which is a which is a prime slot uh, the, at, at 425 on Fox. The line on that is even. Oh, I'm man. surprised they even bothered to put that. That's kind of ridiculous. But, yeah, so uh, looks like another rough schedule next week outside of that Saints-Bills game and the Vikings-Redskins uh, game. Yeah, oh, nothing, uh, nothing to look at in the NFL lately. No. Oh. Um, well, it is now almost 1 a.m. I know we did not touch on the NBA or NHL uh, at all, but that's the way things go when the power goes out during the daytime and uh, you have to record at night. So uh, well, I think we are... Uh, let me just hop through the NHL standings here. All right, let's really do quickly. that really quickly. All right, we got uh, in the Atlantic, the, uh, the leaders are Tampa Bay, Toronto, and Ottawa. Uh, in the Metro, the, uh, the leaders are New Jersey, who saw that coming? Columbus and Pittsburgh somehow, with a minus 19 goal differential, are holding one of the playoff positions. Uh, the wild card uh, leaders are the Islanders and Washington, with Philadelphia and the Rangers, who have come on strong lately, winners of four straight. And then over in the West, in the Central, we've got St. Louis, Winnipeg, and Colorado holding the playoff spots there. And in the Pacific, LA. Vegas and San Jose. Uh, Vegas still a great story. Uh, quickest team to nine wins in the uh, in their inaugural season. Yeah, it's been pretty insane the way they've uh, come out come out of the gate here. Yeah, 
Uh, and then the wild card uh, standings in the West are Vancouver and Nashville holding the two spots with Calgary and Dallas uh, right behind Chicago also. Uh, all five of those teams have uh, 16 points right now. So it's a tight one so far there. Not a whole lot of surprises other than, you know, Vegas and and the unexpected uh, prowess, offensive prowess of the New Jersey Devils. Pretty standard stuff in the league. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, it's still pretty early. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm excited. Um, you know, we're big fans of Yarmir Yager around here. Um, He's not going to retire ever, right? No, no, no. Uh, I'm going to go see him play for the Flames down in Columbus uh, yeah. later this month. I'm hoping that... Is he, is he off the IR yet? Uh, they said he should have come off of today. Today? Okay. Or tom- it, tomorrow. Tomorrow? Yeah. I knew it well. Yeah. I knew, I knew it was coming up pretty soon, so... Uh, yeah, I was hoping for that. But, uh, well, like I said, uh, you know, it's almost 1 a.m., so I think we are going to call it a night. Uh, That's with daylight savings time. Yeah, man. Don't get me started on daylight savings time. We'll be here till 1 a.m. That's true. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, we will talk sports at you guys next week. This has been another proud production of the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You want to see more shows, go check out www.4eyedradio.com, you winkers.